Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. Today on American Glutton Podcast, I talk to Will Sasso. Will is an actor and comedian. I have been aware of Will for a long time, but we only actually met once, and that was more of just like a nod hello as we awkwardly waited in a quiet waiting room to audition for something at the same time. I have been a fan of Will's for a long time, and amongst many people who could be called I would call him a big guy. I wouldn't even really consider Will overweight, although I'm dead wrong on this, as you'll see in our conversation. But I was always super envious of the way Will kind of carried himself and held himself with such confidence. And he looked like a a big, tough guy, and I always thought of myself as just like a big, squishy guy. And, um, and we discuss all of these things, and we become instant best friends at some point during this interview. You can find Will at Will Sasso on Instagram. Please enjoy. Will Sasso, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Ethan Suplee, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I, I, okay, so first, I've been a fan of yours for a long time. Likewise. And had huge body envy. What? Yes. Well, okay, and likewise. Certainly right now, especially. I can I can kind of understand right now because I've been killing myself. Yeah. But, like, there's something – you have a freedom with your body that I never had. And we're both big guys. Yes. I was really obese. I would never think to put you in that category. I mean, I, I got down at, at the beginning in the early 2000s, but I was – and I know your weight and I've heard – parts of the podcast and I'm and I have so much to ask you and so much to say to you so I'm so I'm really excited but I uh, uh, but I, I think it's okay for me in clear transparency uh, between us and everyone else listening to say that I do know what your some of your former weights have been yeah and I was uh, at the very most I was 450 so really yeah yeah in the late 90s early 2000s I was 450 okay so yeah, and I I lost. Well, you were legitimately overweight. Then. Absolutely, completely, okay. completely. Yes, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember this, but I know you going back almost thirty years, and not f as friends, but I'm right. I'm familiar with you. I don't remember you being that heavy. That's yeah. wild. Well, I got here around like yeah, I in the mid nineties, I was like four hundred and. 55. I ballooned up to 450. I'd always played sports growing up and everything, football, rah, rah, rah. And then um, I moved down here when I was 21. And and it was, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 got, uh, I got big. You, you stop you know, playing sports and rah, rah, rah. There's a lot of reasons we'll get into that. But yeah, I was really big. I did, this show, I did Mad TV. And uh, the first two seasons, I was large. And at the end of the second season, I started training. Uh, and, and I got into... You know, I didn't understand food. I didn't know the difference between a protein and a carbohydrate or a Republican. I had no idea. And uh, so then, you know, I had this incredible trainer, Brad, who really changed my life. And I, I adopted the, the clean eating thing. And I was 24 and the, the weight just went. And so I lost 200 pounds in a year. The first six months clean. The last six months I did hydroxy cut back when it had ephedrine yes. in it. And uh, which was friends of mine would be like, 
And I'd cycle on and off. People would be like, are you on hydroxycarb right now? I'm like, yeah, why? I'm like, You've been a fucking asshole for two weeks. Um, <laughs> I remember that. That yeah. doesn't exist anymore, no. right? Yeah. Oh, as a matter of fact, I used to go to this place, N101, this nutrition store that just had every contraband, everything. And they're like, yeah, we don't – yeah, they won't let us carry the hydroxycut and the fe- in the, or the ephedrine in the hydroxycut anymore. I'm like, what? They're, and they're like, yeah, but we have a few boxes of just straight ephedrine. Right. So I bought like a box of ephedrine that I would take with the hydroxycut. To get Because it's the last, last six bit. months. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I got to get that brown fat out. Yeah. And then uh, my girlfriend at the time was like, what the fuck is that? Because I was hiding it. Like – like a fat dude would have hid food. Now right. I'm hiding the hydroxy. Gotta hide something. And uh, so she's like, nope, and threw it all away and probably saved my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I lost 200 a, pounds. I had there. a buddy recently, it's so wild that you brought that up, who recently was like, you know, ephedrine's uh, not really bad for you and you can get it over the counter. And I'm, and I'm like, what? This nothing you're saying. Yeah. Like, first of all, I'm a recovering drug addict. Like, should you really be telling me yeah, to take yeah. this stuff? Yeah. And take some hydroxychloroquine at the same time. Yeah, take all of it. Just take everything you can get your hands on. But so so that's wild. So you fucking did a huge transformation. I did it. I had to have the. I had the skin surgery. You did. I had two skin surgeries. What the fuck? I had no idea. I never talk about it. Okay, let's get into this. I literally, dude. I never talk about it. So I. It's here is is a place that I would. You know, it's funny. I was on a buddy's podcast a year, a couple years back, and I was. And I never, I, you know, I, I sort of try not to part with a lot of information sometimes, uh, personal stuff. And I, I, uh, I we, we were just joking and I was like, yeah, well, and I told him about how I will eat, you know, like eating on the way home from something. And yeah. I, you talked about this in your first episode of, of, you know, this podcast and I was listening to it. That's such a thing that, that, yeah, I, I don't, I normally don't talk about it but it's yeah i lost the weight and then i had to do the two i'm rambling man i had to do the two surgeries they were gnarly in the in the spring of 2000 i did the the abdominoplasty first they cut off eight pounds of skin and then they did you know the chest and they you know moved my nipples up and i have scars that go all the way me too oh okay when did you do yours 2008 wow man fucking same time did you do did you do the two did they split them up? Yes. Yeah. I had a full circle all wow. the way around the first. Well, wow. no, no, I mean, listen, we could have we could just Do fucking a show talk on that. about. <laughs> I I had so much anxiety going into it, so much anxiety coming out of it, yeah. and I, you know, I had my wife who was basically like, "You're gonna sit here f- until you're not." Until they say you can get up and move, and right. I was like, "Fuck you!" On day one, I'm I'm standing up, and I was moving, and I think two weeks into it, I fell and tore my no, side open. No, 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 no. And they don't stitch you back up. No, what? Yeah, I had a wound vac where they have like a constantly putting uh, uh, what is it gauze into the wound. Why do they not stitch you back up? What they were they were the guy was literally like, well. You've done this. Now, if we stitch you back up, it's probably just going to keep coming apart. So we're going to do something called a wound vac. And it was months and months. I went back to work on a television series with a tube that they would, you know, you could take it off. 
Um, but I constantly had to put it back on because it's draining the Jackson Pratt the liquid. Bulb. Yeah, yeah, that, that you the like the the ball that yeah. you push it. So then... this was a machine now that's constantly sucking. Oh man, liquid. It was w- w- one of the worst experiences of my life, and and uh, up until just recently, like I think last week we had a guy on who was a professional plastic surgeon specifically for skin i was like i will never consider doing something like that again because it was so horrible Ugh. how was your experience with it this? was it was bad uh <laughs> it's well, just not fucking good you it's know, hard you know what i had this doctor who's a you know he wasn't he was a surgeon surgeon and they he's a plastic surgeon but he also was a surgeon surgeon which you know the good ones are right so um, or from what I've heard. And he, so he, so they do the surgery, they start, and then they, he undermined my skin, of course they don't tell you this, to your neck. So they had both of us up, you know, like a fucking pumped, pup tent. Yeah. You know, and, and it, the only reason he told me this is because he said, well, then I noticed that your, your stomach muscles were distended from the subcutaneous fat. Yeah. Uh, from all the organ fat. So he's like, and he told me three weeks later, because I was, uh, I had, here, I'll tell you what happened, but essentially he he cut a, a strip of of muscle out of me and stitched me back together. The first night there were no post op care facilities available in L.A. Leave it to a place like L.A. to book. All, everyone had to get their plastic surgery that weekend or something. It was Good Friday and uh, Easter weekend, so it was just booked. And I was like, well, whatever. I'll just go back to my place. And I hired. Two nurses shifted. Oh my god! So I literally got into a nurse's like Nissan after the surgery, and it was fuck you know. And you're trying to stay curled over, Um, and uh, you know I had the bed set up with uh, pillows and this and that. And the first night, the 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 nurse didn't give me my pain meds. Oh my god! Didn't wake me up in the night to give me pain meds. So essentially, I woke up. Uh, my girlfriend at the time noticed my toes wriggling at around 5 a.m., she told me, and it was pain, and I woke up in the most intense pain. Uh, long story short, the, the doctor three weeks later was like, oh, yes, this would have... I said, it was like the end of Braveheart where they're pulling my guts out. He's yeah. like, yeah, well, you essentially would have known what it was like to have been cut in half because all the pain meds had worn off. Yeah. The new nurse came and la, 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 and they shot me up full of this and that, and I passed out. Um, and I got on the phone with my buddy Dylan. I remember calling him Sweetie and Honey. All right, I'll talk to you later, sweetheart. He's like, what the fuck? I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> right. Uh, I feel pretty good Yeah, now. I didn't know who I was talking to or what. Uh, it's Dylan. Who is a – and um, yeah, man. And then the second one was a breeze. Yeah. And I was working out all the time and I was like – to hear, well, you can't – you're not going to be in the gym for six weeks. Like, yeah. Fuck that. Right. And I was like hiking up Runyon and shit. And- but the second one – and I had the second one too – for me, the first one was the most severe. Well, and maybe that's why they did it first. Yes, that's why they do it first. And in your case, absolutely. Dude, I had, you know, they put those they put those 12-inch perforated tubes in there to drain. Yeah. And, uh, man, you know, the nurse took it out. I'm laying there on my bed. And she she's like, we're going to extract the tubes. I'm like, you're going to do it? And, I mean, this is a thing where, you know, the first couple of days or whatever, you, I would time my pain meds so that I could get up and just walk to my bedroom door and back. Yeah. And then you get back in the bed and then the bulbs start filling with different humors of red and it's just like, and I remember when she pulled it out, this big, like, it was just, she was like, ah, this one doesn't want to come out. And then she pulls it out and it was just followed by this, you know, big, long, like, like blood worm, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, you would have to strip the tubes and, and 
did anybody have a conversation with you when you started losing weight? Like, here's this is going to happen. This no. is going to be a part of it. Me neither. Yeah, right, yeah. So when you lost this weight, was it a surprise? Like, I remember being so shocked and going, why didn't I think of this? Why was this not something that I was considering a possibility? The skin yeah. loss? Or the skin, yeah, the skin surgery? No. Yeah. Absolutely nobody told me. I, I started, you know, because you start losing weight assuming that it's not going to work. And this time it stuck, and I, I found something. I mean, you know, I, I can remember being in high school and being – I was always big and shit, but I was playing football and stuff, and, oh, I want to lose weight for the for this and that, you know, this other you know, this football thing. And, and uh, you know, I can remember, like, talking to some suburban nutritionist back when I was a kid and, uh, you know, in high school, and they're like, I'm eating veggie sandwiches and stuff. I'm like, this isn't – you know, years later. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what? I didn't get any protein and I'm lifting weights and like just the weirdest stuff. So you don't know. And when I started losing the weight this way, I started just researching it on my own going, oh, I'm going to have to have or it's not going to it's not going to come back. My doctor's like, no, you're going to have to have the surgery. I didn't expect it would go this well. Absolutely nobody tells you what's going to happen. And also you think you're going to end up perfect. You think, oh, they're going to cut everything off and I'm going to look great. Yeah. And by next week, I'm going to be like, this is the body I dreamed of. But no, you, you're introducing a bunch of new problems and uh, a lot of them aesthetic. And I can remember my doctor using the word deformity once. I've never told this story. He was like, he was like well, you know, this deformity. here. And I, I remember going like, Fuck you. hey, what man. You, that's, yeah. that you're talking about me. Yeah, I'm a person. Like, he's like, oh, oh. But he also thought that I was pretty loose because I remember asking him, do you have to replace my nipples or my belly button? Because they cut around the, you know, the yeah. and they take the fucking umbilical cord and go, poke, here's your new belly button. Because yeah. that, your panis, the fucking skin is now floating somewhere, you know, off a of coast of Long Beach or wherever they put the the, uh, the medical waste. And and so it, I, I was like, can I go nippleless and, uh, you know, Naval list, just as a joke. Just getting really funky. Yeah. What can, can I go? Yeah. yeah, I just want to be Kendall. And then he's like, no. And then I was like, and another friend of mine had a suggestion that I passed along. I was like, hey, can I? May I have the rest of the uh, skin? He's like, why? I did the <laughs> same fucking thing, dude. Oh my god. Are you serious? Well, I I went a step further and was planning to hijack the surgery. What do you mean? Because the guy wouldn't give me the skin, yeah. and I had it in my head like I had I had so many irrationalities. None of them are are sane at all. I'm an, I'm a fucking crazy person after sure. all. And I was Same. like, if we're gonna cut this skin off, yeah. I'm gonna tan it, yeah, and I'm gonna make keychain bangles for Dude. my friends, and I'm gonna give them out as gifts. Oh, that's fucking amazing! I wanted to make a throw pillow with the date on it. I'm in. <laughs> I, by the way, I think it's a piece of artwork. I mean, Absolutely. this is so morbid for people. I've yeah. said this to people, and they're so horrified. And I'm like, it's me. What do I do? Yeah. I, I don't want to. Like, the idea yeah. of throwing it away seems yeah. just as bad. Yeah, I hate to steal a, a famous line from a movie, but Ethan, did we just become best friends? I think we did. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> I really think we did. Dude, I fucking, yeah. I was like, I'm going to make a throw pillow out of this. And he's like, well, why would you want, you know, I'm an actual surgeon. The, you know, the, the advantage to having me is you're not paying for any of the pathology. That would cost $10,000 alone. Right. Uh, he's like, oh, we're just throwing it away. No, you're not allowed to have it. So then he's talking deformity, this and that. And then you wake up and you're out of it and you're like, ah, yeah, it's all right. You know, all right. well, I got these fucking scars and putting vitamin E and tea tree oil. They're not yeah. disappearing. No. Big fucking railroad, you know, things. I mean, the scars are crazy. And and I, 
you know, over the years, you know, I know you're married, you've been married for a long time, but, you know, and I, I have been single a lot or, you know, have not, I'm not married. So you know, I'm with a longtime girlfriend now and it's all good. And, but when you're dating and, you know, women are like, well, what's that? Oh, I mean, at first, it's like, I'm not taking my shirt off, even though I'm in good shape. Now right. we're really getting deep. And, but then when they see it, it's like, you know, shark attack. Never mind that. <laughs> you know, how did the shark get so symmetrical with his, yeah. I don't know. It's a, Both sides. Yeah. I, I, for, I, there was a, a period before I started doing this where I felt a sense of freedom for the first time. And it was almost like a fuck you. I have scars and yes. you can look at these scars yes. and fucking up your ass. Yeah. If you don't, that's like right. Them. I don't that's care. Right. Yeah. And I would go walk around Griffith park with my shirt off. Great. And then I started doing this and I had like, a few instances of paparazzi in front of my house where oh, I was no. like, what are we doing? I'm not right. on a fucking TV show right now. Like, right. I'm not actually popular. What are you guys taking pictures? No, you, you, you've lost, you're like, a, you're, we're going to show you in this new body. And that kept the shirt on. Cause I was like, God forbid. Yeah. I get the scars discussed in the, on TMZ. You right. know what I mean? That would make me really uncomfortable. Yeah. But I've now come back to, a little bit of like, who fucking cares? Sure. Well, you, you know? get older too. Yeah. Like, I, I have children. Yeah. I, what kind of example am I setting for them by yeah. like, but I will say that the few times recently I've taken my shirt off at the beach, they're like, oh my God, is anybody looking? Like, <laughs> it's a whole thing. I, I remember right after I had the surgery, as soon as, I, after I had the second surgery and I waited like three weeks or whatever, and then uh, I met up with some friends like down in San Diego, uh, we went to the beach and stuff. And so I remember driving down there and, you know, meeting my pals literally like, okay, we'll meet on the beach. And then some buddies who live down there. And, uh, I walked onto the beach and I still had the surgical wraps cause I liked sleeping in them cause yeah. they really cut down the swelling and you could just wake up and, you know, piss for five minutes and it's good. And I remember walking onto the beach and like ripping off the, like with a flourish, like ripping off the surgical wraps just as a joke. And also, you know, making my friends laugh because they're like, oh, what the fuck? And why didn't they fix that? Yeah. And this and that and blah, blah, blah. And that, you know. And then I would go boogie boarding. And to hear you say that you split wide open, the worst I ever got was I was just fortunate. But I was also so careful to hear that you fell, man. I can't even. Because I, I, I fell like down a hill, too. What? Yeah. It was really, really bad. Dude, that's. I wound up in the hospital for a couple of weeks. Uh... And then I ultimately had to go back to work on My Name is Earl and wound up carrying around a machine that we would take off four shots and then I would put it back on. It was it was the worst, like the worst case scenario. And I made it happen because I was so anxious. It was all bad. And that's, I mean, that's okay. You know, you're, it, it's fine now. And But gosh. Yeah, got, and then my scars are very big on one side. Wow. Yeah. Well, and then you have people just being like, I mean, you know, for you and me, understanding that nobody even talks to you about the shit, when other people hear what you've done, the, and also, of course, it's elective surgery, which yeah. you're paying for. There's no way to get it insured. And then, you know, look, you and I are in the business, and I, and I know that I felt so fortunate that I could even – look, it was 50 grand. Yeah, it's It's expensive. 50 fucking grand. There's people listening right now, obviously, who – you know, I, I mean, it's, I don't want to be discouraging folks. <laughs> like, it's like, if you're out there and you're, you're working, it just keep 
Ethan, I'm sure you are telling your audience all the time to keep at it. Um, I know that there's people listening to me right now who want to do what you've done and, and some of what I've done in the past. I'm a fat ass right now. but uh, kind of- I still look at you and think you look fantastic. <laughs> oh, and cheers. Have have had literally body envy of you for years. Oh, that's really, that's really wild. Well, look, I, I, you know, I want to tell people out there that, that the price of that surgery will probably come down. Everything's, speaking right. of that, everything's happening on Zoom. Right. You might, there's going to be some laser treatment. It'll be a, an iPhone app and you just have a little attachment at the bottom, like attaching that little square thing to run credit cards and it'll just have laser stuff on it and it'll probably take longer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, but it will be a lot less painful. Yeah. No, I, I hope that something like this, the surgery, does become something that can be insured. Wow, I really don't want to go off on that jag because then we'll be talking about healthcare, right. And it's going to be the first five-hour podcast of all time. There, there's a dude named John Gloud whose uh, handle on Instagram is obese to beast And he did not have the surgery. And he is on there every day with his shirt off. Maybe not every day, but quite often, multiple times a week. Just and I think it's so valuable because anybody looking at massive weight loss, as you said, nobody told you, nobody told me. I had no idea that my skin was not gonna yeah. disintegrate. I, right. I thought as I lose weight, I yeah. will become like what I want to look like, and it's just not the case. You start wearing a lot of sweaters once yeah. you get up to the the surgery. People are like it's August. Why are you wearing a yeah? Um, <laughs> it's an, it's know. an important thing for people to be aware of. It's that yeah, and it's a it's a well that sounds awesome. What what that guy's doing because I think there's a lot of people out there that do need that support to know that. I mean, look, there's there's so many different just you know we're talking about health versus aesthetics. Yeah, and if you got to lose the weight, please focus on that and don't think about the aesthetics. Also, because. I've been completely shocked and and getting back to saying like, oh, you know, being a a single guy over the years here and there, I have always been shocked. I mean, look, guys and women are wonderful in that they can fall in love with someone even though you've got a, you know, a fucking, again, a railroad track heading up here or there. Uh, And and I've never had problems. Again, thankfully, they they seem to fall in love with other things uh, before they care what the hell you look like in most cases. so just keep doing it. Don't worry about it. There's, you know, people are, not, I mean, really, truly, it's, it's, it's not a big as, a deal as your health. Yeah, I, I do. I find, uh, I think the, the question I'm asked the most is what did you do? I, and I feel like I've been pretty clear about what I've done. And then the second one is I'm starting to notice loose skin. How did you deal with this? And it's like, the only way I know of dealing with loose skin is surgery, but I, it's not, it's not really discussed. It's no. not a big thing. Like, well, also I kind of feel like there's not a lot of empathy for people who have lost, who, who, who are, I mean, there's not a lot of empathy for a lot of different people who can subscribe to a group. Right. Uh, clearly nowadays in many ways that we can discuss forever. As far as people who are heavier than they want to be, there's so many things that aren't discussed. It's almost like, you know, I, you have children. I don't have children as of yet. And it's like, 
you know, it's the same thing when people they they don't tell you that this is going to happen no. when you have kids the first you know year or whatever. So it, it's one of those things, and in that people don't have a whole lot of empathy for for overweight people and the mess we've gotten ourselves into by just refusing to stop eating <laughs> because that's how every because we all want to balloon up and make it onto my six hundred pound life. Yeah, that's the goal. Surely everyone who's obese wants to be obese. You lazy fucker. No. Your, your pals Ethan and I know that's not what's up. And nobody's going to tell you because people don't have empathy for what the fuck you look like and, and the, the struggle you'll have to go to go through. And if you lose a lot of weight, you probably also have a lot of people around you who aren't even acknowledging it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I think we, we get into a weird state where I look around at the country and I go like, yeah, we need inexpensive food because yeah. people need to eat. Like that's 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 good. I'm glad that, that when you think about 50 years ago or 100 years ago or whatever and food was 45% of the paycheck was dedicated to feeding the, the family and now it's so much less. Great. Yeah. But what comes along with that is massive – overweight pandemic Absolutely. if we're going to call it it is spread across the country yeah. so maybe it's an epidemic because it, i don't see it so much in other countries but it's still in in a worldwide phenomenon of of people becoming these weights there is there 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 can be all these points of view like look at what you've done to yourself and it's like yeah i did but i'm constantly being marketed cheap food yes i can go get gas and and without thinking about it grab 2000 calories for next to nothing <laughs> right 2000 calories yeah. right. and as i'm driving there's billboard after billboard making me salivate yeah. Yeah. and like at no point did anyone sit me down and go here's how your body uses food here's it's it's totally. it's necessary function and like what do you want with your body like these are conversations i never had with anybody no and and you i mean it's not it's not yeah, it's not really being taught in schools. Most parents obviously aren't talking about it. Your friends are now. I remember what I was going to say about Ag that that you know he said to you, "You look amazing," and you do, and you do need to hear that. And it is great to hear that. And I, I remember uh, you know you were saying on the podcast that you were like, he was like, "Is that bad?" And you're like, "No, you want to know that you're you're fucking doing it." And I I, I know that you've been in situations like this, and so have I, where people don't want to mention it because they don't want to hurt your feelings or some people don't want to acknowledge that you've done anything and, right. and and the mental on this just like any other big change in your life is so drastic that if you don't hear people saying you know talking to you about it so that you can process a what you've become and also it, it, for people who are now going through the journey what you will be going through it's good to hear <laughs> it's good to hear that feedback and and um yeah, man, it's the, the 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 programming of what's out there of processed foods versus whole foods. And now I'm just doing whole foods. Look, yeah. I should say it's really the eating thing for me has been interesting. Since the pandemic started, I've lost some weight. My girlfriend is a and and here's a the, the, here's a good life hack. My girlfriend whom I <laughs> whom I love very much and I would love very much if this wasn't her profession. She's a trainer and a, a private chef. Wow. Yeah. So I and, that and, is a fucking keeper. It, it, Will. It's, oh, she's she's 
she's not going anywhere. Yeah, we've only been to get we've been together just a, a, like a year and a half. And look, man, I'm I'm 45 years old. Um, you know, she's 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 in her, in her you know early to mid 30s, and we are. No, we're making the it's it's go it's happening. Like I can't even believe that I found this person, and and again, I love her the, even without this. But now I'm going to talk about this. My when we started dating, I was about to do the show. Uh, I was about to do this pilot, and they were like, and my manager with whom I've been, you know, for like 25 years, she's incredible, and she goes. She's like, well, they want you to lose a little bit of weight before you start shooting. I was like, and because I was a bit heavier than I have been. Over the past three years, I've been a bit heavier up until a few months ago. It just, on the heavier side of what I've been for the past, you know, again, 20-ish years. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, I got to lose weight. I'm not, this isn't good. I'm in my 40s and fuck, you know. And so we start dating and then I'm doing this pilot and they're like, well, they want you to lose a few pounds. And I'm like, I'm... Over three bills right now. I can work at, when's this thing we're shooting in three weeks? Okay, so I'm going to lose at the very most 15 pounds or maybe 20, a bunch of water weight. And guess what? They're not going to notice the difference. But they're paying for a trainer? Fucking sure. It's been a while. I, I kind of haven't been, I lifted weights when I was a teenager. I took the five years off, you know, when you move to Hollywood and you, tell you get out of high school and this whole thing. That's when I ballooned up a lot, you know, ga- gained uh, 150 pounds. And then I started weight training at 24. And about five years ago, I stopped lifting weights. I started again recently. I have this incredible trainer, Nick Blower, over at Deuce Backlot, and the you know I, I'm still I haven't seen him since the pandemic started, uh, but you know we're still in touch. We're going to keep training pretty shortly here. But I was I was, you know I'm like yeah I'll go train. I asked some friends. I'm like they're like talk you know go to Nick. The studio paid for the first few sessions, and then we're on set. And then I'm like, I'm going to keep doing this with this guy through the summer, and and now you know into the new year. And but at, at a certain point, she was like, "Do you want me to help you with the the food?" Because she didn't want to, you know, it was a new relationship, right? And I was like, "Oh, I have zero pride. You can you Tell can me. chime in." Yeah. And also, you know, this is a you know a relationship and a partnership where we. We want to put each other up. We want to be supportive to one another. I don't have any problems with her telling me what to eat. I mean, now I am so blown away by how patient and just like just dogged with me. Put that down. Yeah. What are you doing? I just had a fucking pickle. Who cares? She's like, well, that's salt. <laughs> Even this weekend, dude. Because I have, I do it. I've been. We've we've chilled out in July and it kind of slipped into August. Just like, uh, let's go. You know, you can't do anything. There's no vacations. I can't go up home to Canada right now. Well, let's just go Airbnb a fucking house in the desert and whatever. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat. We, we gotta have a day where we just get stoned and fucking. I'm gonna get some chicken nuggets. Yeah. She's like, yeah, whatever. Knock yourself out. So we've kind of been summering. <laughs> and and so over the weekend, I'm like, well, I'm doing Ethan's podcast on Monday. She's like, well, we can't have your cheat meal on Saturday. And I'm like, or Tuesday. I can't. I'm like. What about Tuesday? Dude, tonight I'm going to eat cauliflower pizza. Yeah. And we're going to watch some shitty movie. Um, <laughs> but literally a couple days ago, I'm like, I eat a pickle. She goes, I thought you wanted to, you know, I thought, you know, you've taken the week to like feel good because you're going in to talk to Ethan. You know, you want to, you want to feel good. You want to look good. Here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can't just have a pickle. That's a lot of salt. Yeah. Might've been last night. Anyway, look, the point is, I'm sorry for eating that pickle, Ethan. I gave up salt recently too. What? It's awful. Yeah. Oh, I eat a lot. It's awful. So I do eat, I. I eat salt. Yeah. I salt the fuck out of everything. Well, you know, this is what my, <laughs> this is what my girlfriend did. She, this is what she did this past spring. 
oh my god, this is hilarious. May was March, you know, the pandemic starts, and then at the beginning of April, and she's since told the story like, oh yeah, I didn't ask him. I was eating like, and I never eat cereal. But she was like, you can have cereal. It's just going to be very low in sugar and just start your day off. And then we've been going for a five-mile walk every day. And so she's like, yeah, no, you can have that. And then one day she goes, I'm going to just make oatmeal for you. I think you should have oatmeal. I was like, okay. She goes, you know what? I'm going to cook your lunch. We both cook. And, you know, I'm Italian. I'm all about food culture and that. Hearing you talk about food, like use the term. I excitedly told my girlfriend about it this morning. I was like, Molly, you know, he calls it entertainment. You know, because – I'm Italian. That's, that's food a, is that's a big part of your life. It is such a culture, and food has become a celebration. And as an emotional eater, it's a celebration. It's also when you're bummed. It's also when you're bored. It's this and that. Well, she said, "I'm going to cook your lunch today." I was like, "Okay." And she's like, eh, "I'm going to make dinner. How about you let me make?" Then the second day, she did the same thing, and then around lunch the second day she goes so guess what this is what we're doing for a month right and i was like oh, i don't want to fucking do that she's like i know and you're always just opening the fridge and looking in it and my fridge has just been vegetables and proteins for 20 years yeah but i'm still big because i cheat because i go out and i yeah. have this or because i i'm having the 2,000 calories on the way home without even knowing it because i binge eat if it's late at night i'm hanging out with my buddies you know and i've had you know, some aforementioned marijuana, which is a, interesting. I'm from British Columbia, Canada, where it, you know, it grows in the cracks in the sidewalks. And I've, I just started smoking weed like five years ago, which is the dumbest thing that to do is if you're wild. a fat guy. Yeah, the dumbest thing. But it's also like, well, I don't drink. I haven't had a drink in a long time, around seven, eight years. I was never super into it. So that's good. Because drinking and that's, you know, we can oh, talk for Add free. on the calories yeah, from just beer. The and, worst. Yeah. So I've, so that's good. I've never super been into it. I used to like to get good and pissed with my buddies, but it was never a, an addiction or a, a thing I even wanted. To, I never really felt that bite. I need that scotch. Um, scotch is good, though. And, my, yeah, she's like, this is the way you're going to eat. And I'm like, okay. So we did it through April. I stopped going to the fridge and, you know, your body adapts in this way. And a week in, I'm like, eh, it's good. I feel full. I'm getting a lot of, we're eating a lot of whole foods. I'm eating a lot of just basically vegetables, not a lot of fruits, vegetables and proteins. I would take, I mean, for me, I would take an entire chicken, split it down the middle because it grills must, much juicier when you leave the chicken together. Yeah. Everybody knows this. Put it on the grill, slow cook. I make the, by the way, I need to say this, I make the greatest f- fucking chicken in the world and speaking of sodium this is how my dad used to make it he just like many things in his in his life uh, 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 a simple italian man who grew up during world war ii he cooks it slow and you put salt on it that's yeah. it salt and need. chicken tastes amazing so now i'm eating fucking chicken breast which fuck chicken breast the I, worst. Want, I want thighs i yeah. want that crispy skin I want the dark meat with the fat just coursing through it. Uh, so now she's got me eating chicken breast. But I'll eat two handfuls of chicken breast. And <laughs> I, Anyway, she has – she's changed the way I eat and the way I look at food again. She did it last year a little more gently. Now with the pandemic, she's – you know, I ordered like – I didn't know what was going to happen at the beginning of the pandemic. I ordered so much rice. Me too. Really? I have 60 pounds of rice in my house. Yes. I had so much rice. I ordered rice from this 
from the small, you know, like our rice here at Lumberg Farms or whatever. Right. Actually, they're a big rice outfit. I ordered this rice. They let they they wrote me a nice note. This family, thank you for ordering all this. Because yeah, <laughs> I ordered. I got a bunch of I, pounds and pounds. I gave a buddy. You know, they're like the pandemic starts. It's like our friend Allison's like. We're coming over. I'm coming over. I'm going to drop off uh, 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 rubber gloves. I got some rubber gloves, and I got a shitload of uh, you know hand sanitizer. Okay, here you guys take a, a fucking eight liter Home Depot bucket of rice. Yeah. And do you need any beans? We have enough fucking beans. Um, <clears throat> and my buddy Tommy, like, we got all these potatoes. You want? So it's become a barter system. I haven't eaten any of this fucking rice. I keep bitching at my girlfriend. I went through two 20-pound bags, and and then I was just like, I can't eat rice anymore. Like, I'm going to find – I'm going to sweet potatoes Yeah, yeah. She's like, well, you know, a perfect meal is beans and rice. You know, with the beans with the rice, it makes it a perfect protein. Yeah. I'm like, all right, can't wait to eat beans and rice for the – no, we're going to start a new diet. Yeah. Grocery stores are still open. Yeah. How about about zucchini and chicken breast for the rest of your life? Oh, boy. Fuck. (laughs) That's Look, what I'm looking at. That's what I'm doing right now. I, w- I want to ask you about where the shit starts because hearing you talk about uh, you talk about being five years old and visiting your grandparents. Yeah, your grandparents looking at a child who, by today's standards, thin. Yeah, not super overweight, and then putting you on a. By the way, diet. I think probably not overweight at all by today's standards. At all. What, you just had a nice, cute, round face? And That's it. Like, that was it. Ass. And yeah. it was literally like, holy shit, this kid has let himself go. <laughs> that was the vibe. And Do uh, the, Are your grandparents uh, aware, were they aware of how puberty works and that you would actually grow taller and stretch out? I don't think so. Okay. I so, think I was a pain in the ass to my parents. Yeah. So that my grandparents were probably getting like really stressful, like, we can't take it with this kid. He's really a pain in the ass. I showed up and my grandparents were like, well, he's a giant fat person, so right. let's like whip him into shape by showing him discipline and we're going to like humiliate him by making him naked way every morning oh, in front of geez. us and then we're going to restrict his food and we're going to go on forced marches and all this did was make me go like, okay, well, I'm going to sneak food. Yeah. I'm going to absolutely sit still now going from a kid who loved to go out and play in their woods and like search around the forests of Vermont I then went to okay well fuck you I'm now just going to sit and watch TV and you're going to make me march well that's all I'm going to do yeah. it, it 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 had the wrong effect I'm sure they didn't obviously they didn't intend it to have the effect that it did yeah. but I think a lot of this shit's counterintuitive you know yeah yeah and it, it, I mean kids I really think it has, I mean, you know, depending on who you're talking to, it's 80% nutrition, it's 60, it's 90, whatever. Kids today are facing, yes, an epidemic of processed foods and cheap foods and stuff that isn't food because there's corn lobbies and soy lobbies and it's like there's corn and shit that isn't even It has no business being there. So, yes, absolutely, parents and kids are now up against it in a much different way. But when we were growing up, yeah, just have a bologna sandwich and get out in the woods. I grew up in a country-ass place, and it was, um, you know, yeah, you were just – you never even thought about it. No. And if you were big, you were big. You know, yeah, I want to talk to you about that because it's like I know that my food issue started, you know, with uh, – you know, I have Italian parents. They're, they're, you, you do get a little bit rewarded with food. My mom was an incredible cook. Uh, everyone in my family cooks, and, and – uh, you know, it was, it was our fridge, you'd open the fridge and it would just be like, it was, 
it was all the elements of food that only mom could turn into. You know, you're just opening a fridge. It's a bunch of vegetables and a fish. Right. And you're like, what? You know, and then this you're isn't cleaning. And, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a, this incredible three-course Italian dinner. We always had meat. Right. We always had pasta growing up. And then the food shuts off. And if you don't, it, you know, if you don't finish your plate, you're like, hey, why don't you eat? And come on, if you, you don't like. And then if you eat something, if you eat two or three more or four or five more pieces of chicken at the end of the day, hey, stop, stop. So to hear you say, uh, uh, you know, on this first episode of the podcast when you're like, oh, I would. Uh, so I'd have to sneak that instead of having seconds of lasagna, I would sneak it in the kitchen, yeah. you know, while they're watching Wheel of Fortune. And that's what I did, too. I, I, I used to, I can remember my mom making chicken and potatoes a lot. And then there's just grease at the bottom of the cookie pan. It's in, you know, it's getting baked. I would just take like a piece of bread and just make like a grease-ass sandwich oh, yeah. with the chicken skin that's stuck to the bottom of the, the good shit. And, you know, I, I can remember a delinquent buddy of mine going, oh, let's take a bottle of wine because my old man made wine. I'm like... Fuck that! Like wine, you want? I'll give you a bottle of wine. You don't need. I don't give a shit about that. Let's go to your place where you have potato chips in Tupperware, right? Because you have self control. So I'll clear those out from your family. You take my wine. Yeah, you have have some wine. You guys have ring dings and nacho and nacho chips. I can remember. You know, you go to high school or you go to school or whatever, and I have a buddy like with a sandwich bag full of chips. My buddy Ankar, he didn't even want the chips, right? And you know. Like me and my buddy Doug, like fighting over who, who wants these chips, and we're like two fat guys just clawing at each other. <laughs> me, I want me, me. Yeah, and just the mania that happens with food and the 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 self medicating, dude. I you also said something like this where I'm like, oh, okay, same person. I would drive home, and it used to be if I had some drinks or something, then you sober up and you go home, and I you just hit the corner store, yeah, and just. Uh, you know, like I would get, and it was all of the fat guy food groups. I want, I need to have some some kind of chips or something, something salty and crunchy. Crunchy and salty, yeah. Some kind of fucking sandwich or burger or, you know, something. I got to have an entire sandwich. Yeah, that's the fat component. Right. Yeah. And, or maybe even two of those fucking things. Right. I, I want a burrito and a fucking American, uh, the American sub. I've had every gas station sandwich, you know. Um, and then, of course, you got to have some chocolate. You got to have some dessert. Yeah. And then and I, a soda. There's going to be you gotta soda. Have some you got to hydrate. Again, I was saying I was on a buddy's podcast and I laid this out. I laid out a, 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 oh, yeah, remember that time we were hanging out? Yeah, we had a big meal. We had a great meal at this incredible restaurant. Okay, cool. On the way home, because I had smoked some weed, I wouldn't drive after smoking weed. What am I saying? Uh, and I'm driving home and it's like I'm eating all these fucking things. Look, in 2012, I said, I'm, ne- I'm not going through any more drive-thrus because right. it was drive-thrus. Yeah. And I would go home, and like I said, I live in Los Feliz, or I was telling you, and it's like, you, I go, but there's that Del Taco on Sunset. Yeah. Just the worst. But they give you French fries in a fucking, like, large cup, uh, like it's a large soda cup. And they just fill that with French fries. Yeah. I, I'd eat French fries that were cooked in the microwave if there's a soda cup full of them. So Del Taco's great. And... um I mean, you're. I'm do. I would do a corner store, and then maybe, dude. If I'm like stoned or whatever, or back in the day, if I'd had some drinks, so I'm like, I can't go through drive-through anymore. I've maintained that for eight years. Way to go, fatty. All that means is, if I'm cheating, I gotta walk into the place. I, but, you find your way around the I, own thing that you've. Yeah. I've been, hey, 
Oh yeah, eight years later, I'm so proud of myself. Right. I've eaten all the exact same shit. Anyway, I have I have made that same determination. <laughs> that was an attempt at a diet. It was yeah. no more drive-throughs, yeah. and then you then find the places that aren't just drive-thros <laughs> at three a.m. Yeah. and you're standing in there, and you maybe put on sunglasses or yes. whatever, and yes. you're like, "This now I have now this person I have to take their judgment because they're That's they're watching up. me the whole time, That's what's up. and and I have to stand there and wait for them to bag up my food." And and if if I ask for three sets of utensils, they know it's all for me. Oh, Ethan, you this know. is hilarious. That's all of exact that. same shit. Yeah. Well, they ask you, yeah, how many? Th- yeah, three. three right. you know, yes, three of us. Three. People in the car. Yeah, I got yeah, two. They I got, made me come in. That's here. right. It's two a.m. and my family's in the car, <laughs> right. and I need these forks and knives while I'm at Garage Pizza at yeah. three in the morning. And it's like, dude, you're either going to taste the food or their judgment. Yeah. You've got to punish yourself somehow. So, because <laughs> that's what this is all about. So you will, you, you feel that that's a deterrent. For me, guilt has a lot of, has a lot to do with, I mean, it, in ways that I haven't quite figured out. And there's a lot of like, you know, there's just a lot of food guilt. And then, uh, you know, I'm not leaning on this too much and. My parents are amazing, but it's like, yeah, there's, there's, there's this weird Catholic Italian f- guilt and food. And like I said, they grew up during World War II. So, you know, my, my father had the best relationship with food. He would be like, he would eat, <laughs> he, would, he would just open a can of tuna, didn't like mayonnaise, didn't like anything processed, ate very clean. So he would open a can of tuna. He'd have a rustic piece of bread, put a little salt, pepper, a little olive oil on it cut some red onion or he would take the heel of the bread that's been uh drying out in the in the in the oven because mom makes her own breadcrumbs and then she'll take that thing he'll take that thing and drop it into some little pot with boiling water a bay leaf some some chili peppers salt and soup pe- and eat it like soup yeah. olive oil you'd be lucky to have enough olive oil right. back back in italy uh back in the day and and eat that. i'm like you know we got soup right i like this this is what i like i like to eat so they're eating completely simply. Mom, you know, my older brother and sister, it was the same thing when they were younger, you know, and they're not now, but they were, you know, they were heavier when they were younger. And then I came along later, literally not even looking like them. They have brown hair, brown eye, black hair, brown eyes. And then I come out, blue eyes, this fat blonde kid. <laughs> Going, oh wow! You make your own ravioli. Like, right. where did this guy come from? This big German kid from these little Italian parents, and you know, just grow bigger than the whole family. And oh, I got my dad's nose, so I guess. And they've just instilled because they never had to worry about getting super big or whatever. Yeah. So they instill all this weird food shit, and then you get out on your own. Oh, that's I, the disaster for me. Yeah, me too. Is I'm, autonomy fucked me up? Yeah. You. I moved to LA and I was like, <clears throat> you know, you're, you're, you're only, <clears throat> only in America can you try to pinch pennies with food and, and this and that. Like, oh, I got a coupon here for two pizzas. Oh, shit. If you get two pizzas, you get four. Oh, wow. You can get two free pizzas. <laughs> so then it's, and they're like, you know, uh, you get those delivered. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'll eat for two days. Yeah. Oops. Ate everything. I ate everything. Uh, or I ate everything in one sitting. Yeah, man. I, I mean, we used to, I used to go to, uh, when I was 450 pounds, I used to go, I was like, oh, this will be a tradition. We, I was on mad TV and I did this. Even my fat ass was like, I can't do this. I did it for two weeks just as a way to eat shit. You know, Okie dog on, oh, yeah. <laughs> on Las Canada, yeah. where they make 
a hot dog. They take two wieners. They put it in between a burrito, uh, you know, a tortilla with beans, bacon, some fucking chili, the cheese, mustard, and they make a chili cheese. I was like, oh, well, I'll take on after tape night. That place is open till a million o'clock. I'll take my Monday morning table read over there and I'll just have a hot dog and, and read my table read. And even for me, I was like, that is disgusting. But I've, I mean, I remember finding places like Okie Dog because when I'd make my, I would go like, okay, drive throughs are over. I'm going to yeah. actually be responsible for this. Places like Okie Dog, I would feel less judgment because yeah. they're shitholes. It's a fucking shack. You, you nailed it. You know, That's and, right. and like, you're you're working in a shithole. Yeah, you're not even working in a big corporate chain. You're not really judging. <laughs> you're you're me. not going to judge. Yeah, me. this you isn't fuck- McDonald's. This isn't some high class establishment. And it's not like some McDonald's. place that it's not some place where uh, you don't eat the food. Because right. if you work at McDonald's, yeah, I mean you might eat the food, but it's McDonald's. Everyone yeah. knows what McDonald's is. But you go into that Okie Dog, and there's that dude behind the counter. It's like, oh yeah, yeah you eat this shit too. Yeah, zero judgment. It's fucking four in the morning. You're smoking a he's smoking a cigarette yeah, while he, he cooks give a you. Shit. Yeah, he does not care. And there are places like that. All I don't know if they're there now, but there yeah. were places like that twenty years ago, all over LA. Benito's uh, Benito's uh, burrito stand. Yeah, that was good. Benito's Even tacos. like Damiano's. You go into Damiano's. Oh Dudes yeah. were ODing in the bathroom. So like, who the fuck <laughs> are you judging me for getting two pizzas at four in the morning? Oh my god, have you ever done? Have you ever gone to Cantor's with friends and then gone over to Damiano's yes, across the street? I don't eat in front of people. So I go to Cantor's. <laughs> I get a matzo ball soup and a plate of like green tomato pickles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I nibble at this yeah. and then I say goodnight to everybody and oh, I go dude, across the street and eat. You're speaking my language. I've I I have done Oh, here's the thing that I I remember telling my girlfriend early in the relationship just to her horror. Like uh, being like, well, I'm just gonna, it's the weekend. I'm just gonna, you know, I've been locked in my house for the better part of the past near, near 20 years now. So I'll do, <laughs> I'll do, you know, I, I come outside to work and hang out with some friends, but I, I would do like, I would order something that I think is healthy yeah. for dinner. If I'm like, I'm just going to order shit. I don't give a fuck and smoke a bit of weed and it's the weekend and I don't have to function during the week or whatever. By by some people's standards, still a pretty uh, tame weekend. I'm not running around doing hard drugs or anything. But here I am, I smoke a joint, and I ordered Thai food. Well, you got to get the fucking fish cakes though, because yeah. those are fucking incredible. And uh, I'm gonna have the I'm gonna have that glass noodle salad because it's not pad Thai, right. it's not pad wound sand. It's just those. It's also glass probably noodles. yeah, it's like a rice noodle. That's it's not cold. bad. It's cold. It's probably gluten free. It's a salad. Yeah, yeah it's probably gluten free. Not gonna look it up, right? But it probably is. And then. Then I would order something, some sort of, this has happened a handful of times. And I'm talking about, you know, the the hat trick of, because ordering two different, like doing Postmates or Uber Eats twice (laughs) in a night, so, three times though. That's the holy grail (laughs) where I'm like ordering four items from a Thai place, then getting some kind of dessert thing from some other place, and then literally staying up until 5 or 6 a.m., and it's like, well, Farmer Boys is open, and then ordering, a, like, pancakes and yeah. a fucking sausage sandwich or whatever, and then eat, and then going to sleep and expecting to wake up. I mean, it's just fucking insane. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Postmates is something that 
I thank God all the time I haven't had to contend with because when I was eating really poorly, uh, it, my options were like Domino's Pizza, which had a cutoff. And so like prior to having a car, yeah. it, there wasn't a lot of delivery available. It's then it was it was drive throughs And now like the idea that, you know, like I saw a receipt in front of my house and and recently that was for two large pizzas delivered to my house at three o'clock in the morning from Postmates. And I just went to my kids and I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You had a party last night? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you know, uh, we were up really late. And, and like it just – I forgot that this is something that's a thing now, that this kind of stuff. And it wasn't Domino's, like some fancy pizza place open all night. Yes, dude. Delivered shit in the middle of the night. And they Absolutely. were like, and then we wanted boba. I don't even know what fucking boba is, some yeah. kind of sweet drink. A drink you can eat? Yeah, that yeah. they sent uh, that somebody went and picked up and dropped off at our house, and I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah, but yeah. Thank God I haven't had to deal with that. I, I see this place near us called Spoon and Pork Ooh. that's advertised to me all the time, and every time I see it, I'm like, thank fucking God ah. I don't use Postmates because I would be ordering yeah. this all the time, dude. I I fucking uh, it, it, you know I can't now. Obviously, you know my girlfriend and I she li we live together. She lives with me, and it's like. So I just can't get away with it. Yeah. Uh, I remember prior to being with my wife, there were plenty of times that I kicked a girl out of my house so that I could go eat. Yes. And and thinking about that now, I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. Like, this is like, it's all set up. You're, you're like, I'm only an actor. Well, not, not truly, but there is a part of it that's like, I want to be cool so girls like me, yeah. and now I have this girl who's pretty, who wants to sleep over, and I'm sending her away oh. so that I can go sneak out, like, wait, yeah. she must have, her, her, she's surely pulled away Dude, by now, so yeah. I can get dressed and go and find a fast food place to go. I've absolutely done that. It's insane. And it's, yeah. And also because, well, there's lots of reasons you could, you could do something like that. I mean, I... I can remember one instance where I was uh, seeing someone and I remember being like, uh, just realizing that maybe I wasn't, you know, we weren't, I wasn't really into her or whatever. Just something as simple as that and going to sleep next to somebody after you've, you know, had a discussion or a tiff where you're like, eh, I don't even know if this is, and just getting bummed out and then her being asleep. This is the only time I've done this. And I was like, and I, dude, I left my house and I went to, there's another Del Taco over in, <laughs> in uh, Burbank. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's over in Atwater Village. Okay. Uh, and I went over there and I literally had to walk in because it was post the yeah. 2012 uh, drive through moratorium. And I, you know, walked in and got stuff and sat in the fucking parking lot. And was like, mm, I don't think it's going to work out. She doesn't <laughs> right. like me. And like ate fucking whatever. And then went home and slipped into bed, you know, next to this, you know, lovely woman who yeah. I had. <laughs> things were had going a wonderful fine. wonderful night with. Yeah. yeah. And just and ate something, I'm sure. I can't remember what we had for dinner that night. But I remember the story because I left and I went to fucking Del Taco and I came back. God damn it. I mean, and that's. That's the cheating, though. That's the fucking interesting thing, too. That yeah. it's like, 
I'm cheating you? on you with food. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, I got up out of bed, which just would ring so many alarms and bring so and, and raise so many red flags for her. Yeah. Had she known. Yeah. I don't think she knew. If she knew I was gone, she certainly right. didn't think I had left, left the house. Right. She, she said She nothing. would have left or texted you or called Absolutely. you or something. And she was still there sleeping. I don't even think she woke up. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm doing. I'm not out there fucking around on the side of no, at Del Taco, Del Taco. and I, happy as a pig and shit. I remember and it was the truly still don't understand all of the feelings and thoughts that went into it but when I I was with who is now my wife yeah. when I was massively overweight and the the moment that I was like thinking about talking to her about it like uh, uh, saying I need your help I don't know what to do like I remember having this conflicting feeling that if I ask her for help, she'll now be aware of my weight because she couldn't be aware of it. Like I thought that I'd been fooling her somehow. Like she can't really see what's happening here because how could she love me? And she hasn't mentioned it. So it's just this magical thing that I think I've conned her into with my wit and personality. And, and like, it was a real moment of like I I could lose her by discussing this with her because then she'll know. Yeah, and I'm 500 pounds, so she somehow has missed that aspect of me. Right. Um, but it's so weird that I was doing shit like that with her too, where it was like, no, I can't really eat in front of her. Like, let's go out to a fancy meal, and you know, I want to take you on a date, and like, I'm ordering a salad, and no, I'm not hungry, and taking her on dates and then eating afterwards, you know, and it's so odd. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe people listening have their own theories as far as if they are affected by the same kind of thing. Theories as to why, I mean, I got to be honest and I've, you know, I've had, I've talked to therapists about it and I never spend too much time on it because I'm just like, this is a mechanical thing. I don't really understand what it has to do with, you know, psychologically, uh, you know, I talk about, you know, like growing up this and that and sort of having some of the same issues that, that you had. And, and, but I can't really figure it out. The more, you know, the more I talk to my girlfriend about it, the more I feel good about it because she just loves me. And she's like, I loved you when you, when I first met you and you were bigger. Um, and I love you now and I want you to be healthy and we're going to have kids and I want you around. And, so it's it's uh man it's 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 really really difficult also because it changes it's very difficult to figure out what the psychology is yeah. i i still don't i still don't get it i mean i still have the a friend of mine calls it fts fat teenager syndrome where he's like you're not and even if you were bigger when you're a little smaller you're a little big you're not a fat teenager anymore and you don't have to contend with those things. And, you know, uh, proven by the fact that you have a wife, I have a girlfriend, we're two guys who have had issues with ourselves when we were younger, and that's not the... Those issues, they need to be conquered before you can even think about your health. And that's why after losing 200 pounds, I put on 100 yeah. and have been battling with that over the past, you know, 20 years. So going back and forth trying to lose that and and it's and and but at the same time I go man I am so attached to all of the insecurities that I had 
as an adolescent, as a teenager, like being, you know, like being pissed. Like, you know, I was me and my buddy Phil, we were captains of the football team. We didn't have girlfriends. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like we were, and well, like, you know, well liked well, and everything. Yeah, Still, man, you know, I, you I think at the end of the day, I don't know how much any of that shit really matters because uh, I know for me, and I, and I, I had a, a weird, I like left school early. Like I was a, I was a troubled guy, but I remember all I wanted was a girlfriend yeah. as a teenager. And, and I just believed I would never have one. Sure. I just believed like, yeah. I need to make a lot of money. I need to become successful. Like these things will allow me to have a girlfriend. And in the at the end of the day, none of that shit mattered. My That's wife, right. my wife's family is all actors. If anything, she was kind of repulsed by the idea of being in a relationship with an actor yeah. because her father was an actor, her sister's an actress, and she was kind of like, I don't want that life. That's a. Uh. But somehow, it happened, and and then there was just a day where I woke up and was like, oh. None of this shit matters because I made this connection with this person and all of the stuff in my head that had to happen first didn't. Yeah. You know, none of that was relevant to yeah. this connection I've made. And and it kind of gave me the freedom to examine myself in a way. And I, But I agree. That, it that is mechanical though too. Every time I analyze all this shit, I'm like, I don't know how it happened really. Mm-hmm. I don't know – if any, I don't know if I could have heard any of this earlier and made a difference. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah. That's really uh, yeah. What you're saying that it may not even matter. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I you know sometimes I'll feel like oh, I'll be I'll get out I'll, I'll get going on a good regimen and this is and before I had a you know girlfriend who was a trainer and a private chef, I I, I would get going on some regimen and I would feel good. Certainly I've had success, I lost 200 pounds and then I would lose, you know, and I'd gain 60 and lose 50 or whatever and, and be good at it and bad at it and hurt and heal back and forth. And, and just, uh, if you, you know, if you put together a good week, then you sort of, you can see some results and maybe you can get on that train because it takes, it takes time to feel the effects of things just metaphysically. Like I remember the when I started losing weight when I was 450, I had a friend of mine say, oh, you have a lot of – you have some color in your face because I wasn't eating shit. You know, I just started eating better. So I was just eating a lot of vegetables and stuff and just steaming chicken. And it's like, oh, you – and I just remember that was like five days in and going, oh, you can tell just a difference with my face. And then guys, we lose the weight in our face first. So um, – which is, you know – the case a lot of times guys and you just and you get to you get to see it you get and you can you can sort of feel motivated but for most people you know ever since social media every once in a while I have you know someone reach out to me and say oh you've inspired me to lose some weight or hey you're a tank ass right now what are you doing how is it how are you doing with this struggle and I always kind of be like oh you know, it's usually a, it's usually a, a, a guy because I'm male, and uh, I feel like people uh, you know feel better reaching out to their own uh, you know their own club. There, I haven't had many women reach out, but I have had some, and I just tell them like eh, you know like really try to forgive yourself and take it a day at a time. Yeah. We ordered some groceries because we were like you know and we're we're cooking for ourselves and stuff, and we're always at the grocery store, but 
she's like, you know, my girlfriend's like, well, let's just, let's get this. We'll go to the grocery store tomorrow. Just get the thing. And the, okay. So we ordered some groceries and I ordered some, uh, the, uh, what is it? The, the Frito-Lay chili cheese, uh, just Fritos. Fritos are the best corn chip. And I ordered the... And, and, and like in, 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 in defense of that statement, they have the least ingredients. Oh, really? Yeah, it's three. It's, it's, I believe it's corn, salt, and maybe oil, but oh. it might not even be that. Like I look at, I look at that and I go like, yeah, that's, not, that's not fair. Yeah. Well, I ordered them and I was like, Literally, like, I'm going to just – because I don't like to, you know, lie to my girlfriend about food, but I do sort of throw my, my food cheating in her face yeah. just to see what she'll do. And, and, and then I have to – because what that forces me to do to go, is to go, no, I really am – this is not good. This is also disrespectful to her because she's helping me, and she's, like, cooking these incredible – I've basically eaten, like, roast vegetables and, and chicken a lot of the time. I've settled onto that meal. And – now I've ordered these things. So I remember, this is not too long ago, two, three weeks ago, I I ordered these, I put these chips in the thing, and then I was up in the shower, and the the the, the groceries arrived, and I was like, ah, shit, I was going to covertly take these chips, and then maybe, you know, she'll hear me crunching, like, late at night, and I'll yeah. be like, what the fuck do you want from me, you know? Uh, but she caught them, and then she put them in this planter in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then I found them. Then we, we, oh, that's what it was. We were having friends over, and we, I was including them in my cauliflower, cauliflower pizza night. Yeah. So what a bummer, too. It's like, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, I'm gonna smoke a little weed. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna hang out outside, do the social distancing and crack wise. Uh, and everyone has to eat cauliflower pizza, though. <laughs> and the, why? Because well, I'm on this thing. So right. even if you want to come over, well, fuck you. That's Can't what we, we're serving. Yeah, that's what we're having. All right, fine. You know. I got a buddy who's now like a vegan and he used to eat all sorts of shit and my buddy Chad and now he just he's so vegan and so healthy and he's the only guy who's like yeah that sounds good and I got to <laughs> I got to pull it back for him cuz he's like cashew I don't want cheese. yeah he's like a cashew cheese all right we'll get one of those piece of shit pizzas for you yeah. and other people are like can we get like one real pizza nope we can get a shittier pizza for chad <laughs> right. that just has that fucking oozy cashew cheese on it but everyone's gonna eat this oh great and then and then i'm and then they go home and go to sleep like normal people and i've got these chili cheese fucking chips and i'm like uh-oh where are these chips she hit them somewhere i found them that first night i'm like i bet you and i went because she's not really trying to hide the shit super hard. She doesn't know what sort of, you know, yeah. evil Bond villain of hiding food that I am. So then she hides them, and I found them, and I fucking went, oh, this will be good. I ate some, and then I put the elastic band around and put them back into her hiding place. Fuck you. <laughs> right. I'm running this shit. I yeah. know where this stuff. I know every nook and corner of this house. You can try me. I'll fucking find it in 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I – uh, and then I, I did that, and then I went back to the well a couple times, and then I ate them all. I fucking ate them all. And then we had, like, a nice conversation a couple of days ago where I kind of – leave it to me. I completely forgot what, uh, I, what sort of epiphany I had. But, you know, it was a nice moment where she's like, you don't have to do that anymore. Like, you know, like, you don't have to replace love with food or whatever. She just had this wonderful shit she was saying. And I broke down a bit, and I said – I ate those chips you hid. What? <laughs> she didn't know. She didn't fucking know because that was two weeks ago or something. This is recently. I would have kept putting that bag back until there was one chip left, right? and I would have left that chip for a week, and then I would have eaten yeah. that chip. Oh, I told her there was 
I ordered this cereal that you can buy online that has like no sugar. Some new cereal that I literally saw advertised on Instagram. Tasty Spoon or something yes! like that? Yeah. Tasty Spoon. Yeah. I ordered every flavor of Tasty Spoon. And she was like, I don't know why I let you do that. Um, I'm not, she's like, I don't know why I'm letting you, why I let you do that. Uh, that stuff's not going to be good. I don't, I don't know. So now she's, you know, she's hid the fucking tasty spoon and there's, but I had some on like a cheat, a cheat. Can I have, oh, we didn't have oatmeal in the house. Right. Can I just have, she's like, yes, you get one bowl and I'll go get it. And it's hidden. My bowl would be the entire salad. (laughs) Right, you know, a big like salad a four bowl. quart bowl. Yes, I got. I've the, I have my favorite bowl. Yeah, and uh, she she's like, well, I'll get it for you. And then there was a one little O, one little sugary frosted O, with fake sugar, just under the, you know, just under the cabinetry. And uh, the other day, I was like, after I ate the cereal, I was like, there's a there's a you know there's a little Cheerio that I didn't get while I was cleaning up. And I said, I'm just going to leave it there. Mm-hmm. She's like, what? What are you talking about? So I'm just going to leave it there. The dogs, for some reason, don't care. They, they don't want to eat it. They know that it's not real food. It's just a piece of plastic to them. I said, at one point, I'm really going to enjoy bending down and eating that one Cheerio off the fucking ground like a piece <laughs> yeah. of shit. And there was, there was up until about a, two or three weeks ago, there was boxes in the cupboard. Well, I can't open the new box. That's, she's going to know that right away. Yeah. And I'm like, there's open boxes here somewhere. And then the other day, and this will be nice, if... Molly, if you're listening, if she listens to this, I haven't told her this yet, so here's this is an exclusive. I know where she's got the fucking babe, I went to get a kitchen cloth the other day. You put the the cereal in the kitchen cloth drawer. Hidden under the cloth. Shoved between like, yeah, some table cloth. I'm like, right. that ain't I am my I have spidey senses for I open and I hear the 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 cardboard shift and then it hits the bag and oh there's something crunchy. <laughs> I know that. That's like me being a fucking. I can be a bear out in the woods, and you're dead. I'll fucking find you. I've got. I can smell it. I can hear it. And I fucking pulled that out. Ah, goddamn! Now I'm confessing this. And the, the other night, handful of you know, tasty spoon, uh, and then you know, chugging almond milk, unsweetened almond, and then a little bit more. She's asleep. So, but I left some. So, sweetheart, if you're listening now, there's a full bowl left if you want that. Of course you don't want that. You should have thrown it away a long time right. ago. That's the moral of the story. My, my – <laughs> everything hidden in my house right now is, is a game either uh, amongst my children hiding shit from each other yep. or my wife going like, I found an old Halloween bag of candy <laughs> that I'm going to hide. Yep. And one of the kids discovers it and it very slowly just gets smaller yes. and smaller. Yes. Well, yeah. the, you know, the, you've had your family around you forever. So, you, you know, and having your wife with you, that's that changes everything. I don't want to hide food. I'm not. Well, first of all, living alone wasn't hiding any food. Right. But I also wouldn't bring that shit into my house because I just knew I would eat it. What the fuck am I doing hiding this bag of chips? I think what it is is. I want the access to it. I want to know that I am my own person and I can have access. Now, I can't leave in the middle of the night and go to the 7-Eleven and get chips and right. a fucking doughy sandwich or something because yeah. I've got this new lifestyle and my girlfriend and there's just no fucking way. So I've got to import. I've got to covertly get a bag of chips in here and not just bring it in. Postmates is the only way I'll do that. You can't just bring home the groceries. No. We're grocery shopping together. 
Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And there's something about cooking, too. I, I don't think I ever made myself a big, elaborate meal with a lot of care and then was hungry enough to eat it because you're like tasting it along the way or whatever it is. Yeah. But I will cook the shit out of a meal for yeah. my wife and kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm totally with you. It, my my problem was all sneaking around, going to 7-Eleven. By the way, knowing the difference between a 7-Eleven cheeseburger and an AM-PM cheeseburger, <laughs> one's a little more gray yeah and, and pm's but, a little more gray they got yeah, a little but, horse meat in there yeah, perfectly, but, allowed. perfectly allowed perfectly yeah. allowed like <laughs> you, you, if if the mood hits you you're going to i'm going to am pm you yeah. know what i mean and that's another thing like i never felt judgment from the dude at am pm i was always like what do you want you're yeah. a fucking AM. this is not some high class food establishment it, it's so funny how you judge literally the entire establishment i do the same thing the yeah. nicer the place yeah you can't go to and that's the thing it keeps you from eating healthy because you could in LA, you know, we have all these bowl places now where it's right. like better kale or a better romaine. Or if you're fucking thin, you can get your fucking brown rice and then choose that you want some edamame, you want some fucking beef. And, uh, you can't go into a place like that. Not that they're open at 2am, but you can't go into any good place late at night and just get food that you shouldn't be eating past 10 or 11 o'clock, yeah. you'll get looked at. Oh wait, why are they open that late? Cause they want your business. Yeah. No, not me. You're going to judge me. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't. You want five place settings? I'll give you as many plastic forks as you like, fat ass. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you go home and explode right now. Um, <laughs> but the yeah, the guilt or just ordering small things when you know you're gonna. It's like I would. I've fooled myself so many times. Like I'm not gonna eat the bun, right? You know, and then you eat half the bun. Yeah, I've been eating half the bun. Also, I've been as actors. You know, you're you're schlepping around town. I've perfected in the past what I considered to be the, the perfect 7-Eleven meal that, to tide you over, you know, because you're not going to have dinner quite yet, but it's like 4 o'clock and you're fighting traffic to get back to the east side because you had to go bomb an audition in Santa Monica. Uh, and uh, it would be one of their just their their sandwiches cut in, in half, like they got the turkey, cheese, yeah. or the tuna, and you take the bread off. But with the tuna, what you can do is you can peel most of the bread away because this thing was made, you know, three days ago <laughs> right. in Corona, California, and and the, the tuna sticks to the bread. So you can just keep a little bit of the bread, and the tuna, without bread around it, keeps its form. There's some sort of force field. It's like a sliced lunch meat. It's a like a sliced slice, lunch yeah. meat, but you're getting tuna. Then I get a banana and a V8. Not right. because it's good. No, it's healthy. For you. Yeah, it's delicious though. Yeah. And I kid myself, it's like I had a little gazpacho yeah. and a little tuna salad and I uh, had yeah. some banana it's, for it's, dessert. I mean, this is paleo, what we're <laughs> talking paleo. about. You've gone paleo. I've gone, yeah, yeah. I, do, I can do a 7-Eleven. That's the name of my book, 7-Eleven Paleo. Yeah. Uh, it's a two-page book. Um, and, yeah, dude. I mean, I, I've man, I've done. Uh, uh, it's so interesting to be here, dude. Like, I bet you and I have done the exact same shit with food, and then the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just such a. I, I I I really have always looked at you, looked at how you act, and thought that's a guy who is not self-conscious. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious and had some envy, like the way you carry yourself and your presence. And I would look and go like, how do I do that? Like, how does he do that? 
And and it's so amazing hearing all this. It's just like, how do we ever fucking know? I would from think the same thing, the dude. I I would look at you and go, you know, Ethan. I mean, you're a, first of all, you're a fantastic actor. Thank you. Cheers. As are you. Oh, that's nice. Cheers. Uh, and I and I always like you know, Ethan is is the real deal. Like he's a real fucking actor. Uh, I, I, I mean, not to say that. You know, of course you are, but but in a way that I admire, in a way that I'm like, this guy's fucking fantastic. And I've looked at you that way. I'm like, I'm like, oh, and also to hear like, well, you know, business is good. If you're going to look a certain way, you know, it might be good for business for guys like you and I. And um, I I looked at you the same way. I think that that is just inherent in people like us to go, because I look at, uh, you know, yourself and other bigger guys and go, oh, they're fucking owning it. And, but the truth is, you know, uh, for me, at least, I mean, I just kind of feel like, no, that's just something I put on. Me you know? too. Yeah, you just put it on. And and it's it's really interesting finding, you know, I found acting, I mean, I always wanted to be an actor when I was younger and stuff. But then in my teens, I was fortunate enough to start working, and I know you you did too. Um, did you start, in your, you were like yeah. in your teens, yeah. So, when, you know, when you start that young, it's like there is... It's it, to me. It was all a fucking. It was all fantasy. It was all a facade. Because no, I don't have that kind of, uh, you know, like yeah, not having a girlfriend in high school or whatever. And and um, no, it's something that I that I put on, and then I and then it's you know for me it was actually very easy because predominantly I'm doing a lot of you know I mean and I know you, you you've done shitloads of comedy also, but being. Being on a show like when I, you know, years ago on Mad TV, you're just looked at as like super silly. People are so forgiving of whatever super silly thing that you're doing. And even when I'm, you know, on more serious sets or working dramatically, people always respected me and thought that I was that I want to look this way. Or it's really as I'm talking about it, it's it's a mind fuck, but I think we all sort of have that, that, Oh, they don't, they don't care. Yeah. I, I always, I mean, I've been fortunate, fortunate, you know, my, my father was a real, he was a health nut and he ran and he lifted weights. He taught me how to lift weights and, and I was lifting weights and stuff and playing football in my teens. And then again, as I said, you, know, you get out of high school and then, you know, I moved to LA and the whole thing. And then I was just, very uh, it just got bigger and bigger but i don't know it's such a it's such a i just was lifting weights so i was just like always sort of putting my shoulders back and putting my chest out and also you look at yourself on tv and in the movies and you go you go ah, i gotta look a little different i gotta carry myself a little different and then i'm i am throwing up tons of weight so it was i did have you know, and I've always been, you know, bigger and having muscles and stuff. So muscles, you know, on a guy like you or me, you know, of course, it, it does work Super well for helpful. Yeah. yeah. And so I just sort of leaned on that. I, I, I was thinking about a show that I did 10 years ago where I weighed more than I do now, but I looked better on the show because I had bowling balls for shoulders. Right. And just my chest was definitely bigger than my than my gut. Even I, though I, was, I think you look great. Oh, cheers. That's, I really do. Oh, that's very sweet of you. I'm, I'm trying to, I, I want to lose, I want, I just want to lose some, I have like a target weight that's still kind of chubby and that, that me and again, my, you know, my expert <laughs> girlfriend are like, 
Because she's like, what do you want to do? Right. Like, I just want you to be healthy. Where do you want to, how do you want to feel? I feel much better right now. I feel super guilty because, like I've said, over the past, like, month and a bit, we've been a little more lax, and she's been kind of taking the foot off the gas a little bit so that, because here we are in this pandemic, and we're all trying to feel normal, and we've noticed that, man, we're just dealing with things like, you know, you deal with all the other things in life, and there's this and that emotional effect of rah, 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 and I think that everybody right now is, is just wants to experience some sense of normalcy. For me, over the summer, fuck, it's July. Oh, shit, it's almost September. Yeah. And we just wanted to have... To something. Yeah, I mean, to feel normal. And she doesn't have the food thing like I did, but she sure, certainly likes... She loves sweets, and uh, she'll definitely dig, you know, some of the... <laughs> she has, a, she has a, a much less provincial palate than me. She'll eat... You know, she'll like to eat good things, and and uh, if we're eating something fancy, she's into that. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Again, I'll eat you know meat out of a tube, but um, it's uh, you know we did chill out a little bit. So now over the past month, I'm like I don't look because I was on a trajectory, and now I feel guilt over that. And yeah. I'm telling you about eating you know sneaking Fritos into the house. No, but and- I think but look, dude, I think at the end of the day, I I, I did pretty much the same thing i just started earlier on when the when quarantine came i was right in the middle of like stressful dieting and i kind of went i'm not i'm not doing this i'm not going to try to survive workouts in my house and stressful dieting with whatever craziness is happening at supermarkets and who knows and all this shit it's just an added stress because dieting is stressful to the body yeah and i did uh I went to maintenance, so it was still like not eating whatever I wanted, but it was way easier. When we came out of it for that blip of time that we came out of it for, I went onto my diet, and then when we went back into it, I was like, well, I'm dieting, and I've figured it out. But I, I think that that's completely valid. It's, it's what fine. are we fucking doing know, here at the I end know. of the day? I, and literally it's like now things are, you know, like I – we were talking earlier before that we we started rolling that that uh, I've been told that we're shooting something. I was supposed to shoot a couple episodes of something. Oh, it's going to happen in August, yeah. and then it's going to move to September. Uh, it might be September, might be October. The only thing I'm thinking of with regard to oh, I'm going to be doing that thing is um, looking good at yeah. this point because it's something. It's uh, a show where you know I've been on it before, so I was like. Oh, I want to go back and have them have to do the wardrobe over like that, you know. And it won't it won't have any bearing on the character uh, at all. And also, it, it doesn't. It just doesn't matter, uh, you know. I don't think anyone's gonna, uh, you know. I don't think it's it's not going to be jarring because I've just lost some weight since the spring. Um, but that's the only fucking thing I'm thinking about. So I'm like, whatever. We relaxed a bit. Let's get into it. And, a little and bit look, more. from an from an exterior point of view, you have fucking traps. You have shoulders. You said bowling okay. balls. They look pretty bowling ballish to me. I'm like holding my breath right now. So yeah, Ethan's but, impressed. Uh, no, but I mean seriously. So I, I I like always, but I've always looked at you and thought like he's he's got it together. And I still look at you and oh, think that. Oh, cheers. Well, no one's doing what you're doing, man. You should be commended. It's I mean, it's who fucking knows? incredible. I'm holding onto it by a thread, and just because of every every time I don't do what I'm doing, I go rapidly in the other direction. Yeah, you know. Well. But and that's okay too, man. Like to be like, I've got to push really hard just to be regular. Yeah. I, and I always knew, you know, for a lot of reasons. One, because just being a bigger guy 
over the years, my friends can have this and I can't have that. Um, and the only times I've been very successful is when I've been extremely regimented. You know, so long as you're not, you know, when you go up and down in weight, of course, you're taxing your body in so many different ways. And so long as you're not doing that, dude, I mean, I kind of feel like, you know, now, you know, I look at, you know, what you've done with your body gaining and losing weight over the years. Uh, and I look at my myself doing that and I feel like, well, now that we're at the age that we're at, it's just, it's just like shut it down a bit. And yeah. you, I feel like, and you've, you have uh, kids, so it, it, which presents a whole new amount of pro. Like, I'm not looking forward to like, oh, fuck, there's going to be goldfish everywhere. Yeah. You know, those and are delicious. And fucking chicken McNuggets. Yes. And, chicken and nuggets. mac and cheese. Yes. These are staples of yeah, children's. Yeah, mac and cheese. Yeah. That's going to be, I'm going to have, they're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to like get our kids, like we'd, like I said, we'd like to have kids in it. And it, it, it's going to be one of these things where, we're going to have to develop something that the kids are completely immune to that the, she can put into the mac and cheese that'll be like a syrup of ekakak that will only work on me. So that <laughs> like that, that pill they give to alcoholics where it's like, you're going to die. Yeah. So take this pill. If you drink alcohol, you'll fucking throw up and have to be in bed for three days. That's what we're going to have to, I'm going to be working with a chemist to develop and I'll let you in on it. It will have no flavor. The kids won't notice that their mac and cheese tastes different than the other kids when they go to someone else's house. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh, their mac and cheese doesn't taste like fuck. Your mac and cheese tastes like aspirin. Yeah. Um, and we'll put something in there to where if I take a bite of this mac and cheese, I'll be blown brown out of both ends. Yeah. That would be good. That's that's what I'm thinking. That's the sort of. <laughs> I think that too, dude. I, I, I mean, I that pill, I wanted that pill for food for yeah. so long. Like yeah. if they had that, I would take it. Yeah. And, and then I heard about a pill um, that made you shit your pants a little bit, but it like. It, it like <laughs> shot the fats and carbohydrates right through your system. Yeah. And I was like, I got to try this. I think it was even called alley-oops. Maybe I could be making that up. I don't know. Dude, I did. Here, I'll share something super fucking embarrassing that I was just telling a bunch of friends about. I mean, when I told my girlfriend that she was like, what? What is that? I was working with this naturopath a few years ago. And I, I, lost, I lost 45 pounds doing this thing over a summer. Oh, this is embarrassing. I, it, basically, what you do is <clears throat> it's a hormone that you inject. After, And I let me just skip to the end. I have an incredible doctor who's actually not far from here who's like, what are you doing? That's a fucking placebo. You were eating right. That's how you lost the – why the fuck – who's this fucking doctor? Why, why aren't you talking to me? I was like, I don't know. He's a naturopath. You just yeah. got some B12 shots. and Stop trying to fucking – you're not – what are you doing? What are you – you know, like, uh, it, it, don't do that. So I – but what you do is you take the very little amount of this stuff with a syringe. You get this stuff delivered to your house in this, like, vacuum-sealed, you know, the way a kidney gets transported. It's all, you know, got ice packs around it. And it's these two little fucking serums that are nothing. And you mix them together, and then you take a syringe, and you pull out a few cc's, and you have to inject yourself into the fat around your belly button because that's – and it'll spread from there. You can go anywhere else in your abdomen <laughs> if you feel like it. It's not really – doesn't really matter where. And you do that every day, and now here's the diet. And this is fucking incredible. This is what he told me. The diet was developed in during the famine in the 1980s in Africa. Doctors were going over there and learning that, you know, women who were uh, otherwise completely stricken by this horrible fam famine in Ethiopia and elsewhere were giving birth to to kids who were, you know, 
uh, healthier than the parents were. Of course, you know, the famine that the kids were dealing with was just as bad, of course, of course. But upon being born, the, the, the nutrients and the fat and everything were speeding from the mother, the host, into this child so the child could be healthy. That's the way our bodies work. Leave it to fucking American doctors to go, oh, well, what we do is we pull, get localized that hormone and inject it into fat people. So I think the, I know this one. Yeah? HCG. Is it HCG? Yeah. Dude, I don't even. I that think sounds I familiar. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I'm like, it's this isn't HGH, woman. isn't am I going to grow? No, huge? it's totally different. But yeah. it's like, yeah, I I know this. And you eat like a, a piece of Melba toast. Yes. And like a, a three ounces of chicken yes. and, a, and two stalks and vegetables. of, yeah. It was such bullshit. And it was clearly done in the fucking 80s because, first of all, he's running off a piece of paper. And this is a, he's a, he's a great guy. Great guy. We became pals. But I don't know what the fuck I was doing paying for any of this shit. Um <laughs> He, uh, yeah, I probably owe him a call. Um, so, <laughs> so you get this fucking thing and then the menu is, yeah, uh, two breadsticks or a specific kind of Melba toast. Right. And then you can have your, your low fat protein you're supposed to have. And then one kind of vegetable. Cause these fucking people who came up with the diet were like, yeah, give fatty one kind of, yeah. so Swiss chard or, or a slice zucchini, of tomato or yeah, some tomato. Don't mix anything with anything. No oils. Right. Well, that'll shed some fat. Maybe it's that. No, it's this pink stuff that you're injecting into yourself right. for a grand, you know, or but whatever. Let me ask you this, because the thing I remember most from that diet was gorging before doing it. I was told, oh, yeah, you, yes. you eat Dude, you for did. three days yes. and you eat everything yes. and you want to fucking yeah. – just eat fats and everything. Yeah. Like I think I did that diet simply because I was told three days of stuffing yourself. Yes. Dude, I went to Kettle Glazed on Franklin for the first and last time. As I'm thinking <laughs> about it now, I'm like, oh, yeah, I always told myself I was going to go back to Kettle Glazed. This was seven years ago. Right. And I, I'll drive by it and go, oh, that's Kettle Glazed. They know what they're doing. <laughs> I haven't been back in there yet because – because that's a fine establishment. It's not open at 3 a.m. That's not. I don't eat donuts at 4. I haven't had a donut before 2 a.m. Yeah. since I was a kid. But if the light is on at Krispy Kreme at 2 in the morning <laughs> and they're saying it's piping hot right now, yeah. well, yeah. So this, dude, this shit, I, I noticed on the, 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 the menu, I remember I said to the, the doctor who's giving me this photocopy of the thing, I'm like, what? He's like, I'm like, what about kale? And he goes, oh, yeah, kale would be okay. And I went, the only reason kale isn't on this diet is because it was authored in 1986. Right. And kale just wasn't a thing yet. Wasn't well, this thing. is bullshit. Then I went off to make a film and I was in Ottawa for like a month. And I <laughs> I was eating, you know, it's like all that east coast of Canada has just such a smoked meat culture. You can get like the God, best Montreal. Yes. Yeah. So I was going, so I would, I literally, I was like a, you know, I, I was like a touring carnival professional wrestler in the 1950s, bringing food into the hotel room, cutting tomatoes on a fucking like Tupperware lid. You did it while working? Yes, man. In a fucking, but we're, and we're all staying at the same hotel, obviously. You know, you're not, I, I'm not doing anything out of what everyone else in the cast were just staying at this hotel. It was great. And so I didn't have, didn't have a kitchen or anything. And I pulled it off. The, the only thing I, I, you know, I asked the kitchen, like, do you, <laughs> this is literally in Canada. They're like, oh, we just got a whole elk. Right. I'm like, oh, elk meat's on my, oh, great. Can I get, they're like, yeah, we can deliver that. 
We can put that in your room every night. Four ounce elk steak. Yeah, I'm eating. Oh, but oh, by the way, not four ounces because that's where I would cheat. Right. I'm like, I'm a fucking, I'm a house. I can eat so much protein, it won't matter. And I did, and I still fucking lost weight, which only made me believe in this pink juice I was injecting into myself. Until I got back to LA, my doctor was like, "What are you doing?" And I want everyone to know this is a very good impersonation of my doctor. What are you doing? What are you crazy? Sound? That's exactly what he sounds like, Uh, Doctor H. And so. I was eating, you know, and also I was taking like shaved, like Montreal, you know, shaved fucking corned beef and pastrami and beef, which they sell in the grocery stores. Just get a, get a fucking brick of that and take that home. Just covered in fat, not on the diet, still losing weight. And it's only because I'm not eating past 10 o'clock. I'm not eating any carbohydrates except for this dumb melba toast right that is which you're almost taking medicinally at that point because yeah. you're like what does this yeah half ounce cracker do for me it's nutritionally? Not fun. it's nothing i would take the two crackers and if i had a tomato salad i'm like ooh, i have a delicious tomato sandwich <laughs> and then i'll eat the rest of my salad that's yeah. the side salad yeah here's what i got i got this delicious little tomato sandwich and you just eat it slowly I'm always making side sandwiches of stuff. If I go to a restaurant and there's like, oh, they bring bread. I'm like, I don't want the bread. Certainly since, you know, my girlfriend has been around. She's like, we don't need bread. Uh, but I'll take like the thing and then it's like whatever you're having. It becomes oh, a sandwich. It becomes a little sandwich you yeah. have if the bread is still around because you're eating with normal people. There's still bread by the time the entrees come. <laughs> right. So now I'm taking a little bit of Were you going to have? I've noticed you haven't eaten any bread. Yeah. I'm just going to have a little tiny chicken sandwich on the side. <laughs> And people trying to talk to you and you're like, you know, taking fucking, you know, like lettuce off your plate and making a little. Are you making a tiny sandwich right now? Are you listening to what I'm saying? No, I'm listening. I can make tiny sandwiches. I've been doing this since I was a kid. Professional. Yeah, I'm a professional. I'm a tiny sandwich artist. All big guys are tiny sandwich artists. We can make them with crackers, Melba Toast. And there's something about a tiny sandwich, too, where eating 16 tiny sandwiches is not the same as far as like getting exterior judgment as eating one like foot long sub. Dude, I used to do this thing. I was, and I remember like castmates of mine, like it was really wasteful and shitty. And I wouldn't do it that often, but I would (laughs) just do it to make them laugh. I would make a fucking full sandwich and I would take, you know, and, 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 uh, and I've heard you talk about this and that this is a whole other fucking thing, craft service and catering on sets. And, and even if you're, if you're out there and you've, you've never even been on a set, I'm sure you've heard of, you know, of course they have all this incredible food. So there's always a deli case. Most of the time, if you're working on something, if you're in a studio and even if you're not on the fucking truck, they got some deli case and you go in there. So I would make this perfect deli fucking sandwich with all the bells and whistles, mayonnaise and mustard and the pickle and the lettuce and the thing and make this whole sandwich and people go oh he's making it okay and he's oh he's got a lot of roast beef on this one and also chicken okay what's he thumbing around for oh he found some bacon well it's cold is he gonna heat it up nope <laughs> putting that on there well that's a pretty good sandwich i would pay seven dollars for that sandwich and then i would take like a bite or maybe two and then violently throw it into the garbage and, it, and everyone would laugh and i would be left with my food issues still yeah. but it, it, it's like I would do I, I would there's so many sandwich hacks because I don't want to give up sandwiches yeah. when I lost all the weight I was like my doctor same doctor was like eat whatever you want now for a little while I get I'm like can I have some goddamn pasta yeah just take it easier on yourself you know a couple months recover I never quite got back to the way I was eating when I lost 200 pounds because that was fucking insane yeah. and I just I had the surgery and I'm like can I be a normal person could I have a pasta salad the answer is no 
But I've been convincing myself that I can have tiny sandwiches. Tiny sandwiches. <laughs> That'll I, be the name yeah. of my book, Tiny Sandwiches, forwarded by, I, forward by Ethan Suplee. I, <laughs> I wanted to be a normal person to have tiny sandwiches too, and then I discovered White Castle on a trip to the East Coast and was oh, like, wow. oh, well, yeah. that's what they do, tiny sandwiches. I'm going <laughs> to get 24 of them. <laughs> you know. Have you ever, and if you shoot in the South, you know that they have, have you ever been to Crystal? That's fried chicken? No, Crystal is is uh, White Castle in the South. I have not been to Crystal. It, it, it's just, it's the same. Right. But it, it's so fucking good. Holy shit. I ate, I ate Crystal uh, about, uh, about a year and a bit ago, and my girlfriend came out for a while while I was shooting. We were in Georgia, and the, we were in Rome, Georgia, where there's not a lot going on. At night, it's basically, there's, a, you know, a TGI Fridays and an Applebee's, and then uh, there's this one place if you if you're in Rome, Georgia, and you have the means, I think it was the Jerusalem Grill, where it was just this fantastic, like you know, uh, Lebanese food, and we're like, oh my god, no one's in here, right. just the best like fatouche salad and just chicken breast or whatever, and we could eat healthy. But one night I was coming back from set or something, and I said, hey, I'm just gonna stop. And she was in town visiting while I was shooting this thing, and I remember saying, I said, I'm at this burger place. She's like, get out. I'm like, I'm just going to have a, just until we go to dinner later. It's very small. Yeah, it's very small. I won't eat the buns. She's like, you won't eat the buns? I'm like, yeah, what if I just have that? Yeah, because literally now she's my sensei of, you know, I got to tell her all the shit I'm yeah. doing. And I'm like, yeah. And so there I am in the parking lot eating these, like eating, eating crystal, uh, crystal burgers the way someone, the way someone would eat an Oreo when they don't want the, 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 the cookie, you know, just eating the cream out of the middle, yeah. just eating the meat cream. And then, oops, I ate an entire bun. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, it just fell into my mouth. It just fell into my mouth. Man. But, but now everyone, I mean, I don't know about everyone, but I know like we have in and out here and yeah. they'll do a burger without a bun. Like you don't even have to risk having it in your car. Cause I've peeled many burgers off yeah. the buns. Yes. Peeling burgers. That's the name of my second book. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, you can get. I mean, in LA, you kind of have no excuse because you can get good food and uh, relatively cheap, even because you can get a protein style burger at In N Out, which I'm not allowed to have anymore. Uh, even the protein style, yeah. So, because that cheese isn't cheese. And if you're getting it. And it's covered, like, the, even the, the sauce, sauce is you know, you can't full have the of sauce. sugar. Yeah, you can't. Oh, yeah, no, you cannot have the sauce. So I've had that, that thing where you're like, why the fuck would I even go to In N Out? To get just their patty right. on lettuce yeah. with tomato and onion. I, I might as well make it at my house. Yeah. You might as well just – and you can make more. And you can make them smaller. Have yeah. little tiny yeah. In-N-Out sandwiches. Yeah. 300 of them. Jesus, dude. I, fuck, man. It, it boggles the mind. It's so it's so interesting, again, to speak to you because we've done the exact same shit. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I, it, makes, it really does make me feel better, though, knowing yeah. that we – knowing that I have people – there's some weird thing about doing this shit for so long where yeah. you feel alone and isolated. It's like getting sober too when you go to a meeting and you're talking to people and all and you realize like, oh fuck, a lot of people have the same issue with substances that I have and yeah. I'm not alone and there's something that feels better about the talking like dude, I never wanted to talk about this. I never felt comfortable talking yeah, about this. Yeah, why did you may I ask why did you decide to do this podcast? I I woke up one day and was like, maybe this will help keep me accountable, one. And I've been doing it for a long time. Like, I can I can talk about my experience and maybe somebody out there will get something out Dude, of it. 
what you're doing is really important and you do have a very you have a vast knowledge just listening to you talk a little bit on the podcast i'm like oh fuck he knows his shit uh you know oh man he's talking macros and micros so yeah that's awesome man because you really will you're gonna help a lot of people that's fucking great and it's and i i'm getting a lot out of it too talking this is huge Huge, yeah, dude. Huge for me. I've wild. I've known about you yeah. for almost thirty years, twenty five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like just having like getting having this conversation <laughs> with you has been fucking awesome. Yeah, man. That's uh, we, uh Jesus. I am sure we could cover all sorts of fucking for sure shit. Yeah, yeah. And the, and now what you're doing just physically, like uh, I mean, just with regard to your workout, is also so impressive like i look at your fucking instagram and i'm like like i said i haven't been lifting since the pandemic started i was working with my trainer and uh i haven't since and uh and now i have absolutely no excuse he's like i can come over there i can stay six feet away i'm like yeah 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 we'll get into it my girlfriend's got me walking five fucking miles a day would you lean on i don't want to do that either uh actually i do i i used to be able to walk just i could walk for a fucking year back when i was like you know losing Wait, and now I'm like, oh, it's hot. Um, but I got to get back into lifting, dude. And just what you're doing with, like, the lifting. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And people are blown away, man, by what you're doing. It's, I love lifting great. weights. I, I yeah. just – it's just something I love doing. Like, I, I've started doing it, and I feel good after. And it's like it can set my whole day up, like, as, as though I've I've done meditation or something. Yes. And, and the yeah. rest of the day, it's like you can't fuck with me now. That's awesome, man. I used to train early in the day also, and I I used to be at a point, and now I, I need to get – and walking doesn't really do this for me, but I used to feel like if I don't sweat, I can't – my brain isn't going to yeah. work. And, and, I'm, and, you know, not to open a can of worms, but that also – you know, if you're, if you're dealing with, you know, any kind of – obviously, and I could go on and on, but obviously if you're dealing with any kind of depression and you're trying to – lose weight of course it releases these endorphins and it, and it is very beneficial to to sweat you will feel better in your mind an hour later and i have let go of that that weights really did there's yeah. nothing like weights to make you feel spent in I'm the way you. yeah in the way that you it's different than any other it's different than any aerobic workout it's different than yoga you which i've done uh i, I dig yoga i really dig it but it's so specific when you lift weights, you do feel like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. I did it today. Yeah. It, it, now I just got to handle some, you know, if you're on a light day, it's like, ah, I got some emails and phone calls. Got to get ready for tomorrow and memorize some lines. And you feel like you've, you've done enough yeah. in a day. I, I'm not shitting on cardio, and, and I think we're all different. So I don't, I'm not speaking for anybody else. And I don't know the exact science on it. But I know that when I was chasing cardio, yeah. I had to destroy myself. Yeah to feel the way that I can feel just by lifting weights for an hour. Absolutely. Well, you, you know, b- building lean muscle mass will burn way more fat than cardio will ever do. And yeah. I, right now I'm doing cardio for, uh, you know, it's, it's what, it's what I'm doing with food. And again, the, what my, <laughs> what my gal has, has set up that is really helping me, uh, that is really helping me, uh, you know, that's, what's getting me losing the weight right now. Going for the walks is is really beneficial just physically, but no, it's not. I don't think it's – I'm of the same – I subscribe to the same thought, and that's why weightlifting – without weightlifting, I would have would not have lost the weight. Yeah. And I was doing my cardio because I was also 
I mean, I was nuts when, and you know, you, you know what it's like when you get into a workout thing. You're like, oh, I got to fucking bust my ass. Of course, I'm going to do the cardio as well. Oh shit, it's better to do some, do it before than you read something. Uh, it's better to do it after. Right. Whatever, I killed. Do my- it fasting. Do it after yeah. a meal. The whole thing. Yeah, there's so many theories, but I, I do a little cardio now. I feel nothing but right. warm. Yes, I. If I want to feel the way after I lift weights from cardio, it takes a lot more effort. Yeah, yeah. For me. Well, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, this walk that we do is an hour and a half. And it's five, I mean, doing five, five miles, an hour and a half. And I do feel like, fuck this when it's over, which yeah. is good. And I'm always trying to talk her into shortcuts. Yeah. Well, what if we go back? Oh, don't you have to, aren't you uh, training a client on Zoom now? Don't you? <laughs> right. Don't you have to get back? She's like, I'm fine. I don't have to take a shower before. Yeah. Nah, we can just take this shower. It's fucking hot. What are you talking about? 630. It's going to, it's not going to yeah. get any cooler. Well, I just think we should turn back. Okay. Shut up. Uh, it's a lot to work through. Yeah. But I, I got to get back into yeah, I got to get back into lifting the weights. And and I do dig it when I'm doing it. It's just, it's a, I just haven't, it's, this is the longest I've gone without lifting weights. It's been six years. Will, thank you so much. Ethan, this has been a fucking pleasure, man. Dude, Ethan, I, it's awesome to be here. I'm so glad you reached out. I feel like I've, I've known you even though we've, we we were saying before I we met once we met once at an audition yeah and uh, I just think it's awesome what you're doing dude and and uh, you know may you fucking continue to do it and 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 live whatever healthy lifestyle you want I just think what you're doing is so important and I'm dude I'm so stoked that I met you and and uh, you know I, there's so much I want to talk to you about so yeah you know well, we will let's do it again for sure let's do for, a meetup on this okay absolutely man thank thanks you for having me I appreciate it. And now for the Q&A. Kelly on Lifting Heavy at Home. Kelly writes, I love, love is all caps, lifting heavy and quarantine has really messed me up. I feel you, Kelly. I still feel kind of sketchy about gyms, but I really don't want to be losing muscle while I'm losing weight. I want to keep that muscle. Three exclamation points. I feel you, Kelly. Any suggestions on how I can make the best of it at home? Maybe a website or trainer with good videos, etc." Yes. Um, Kelly. So what I did, I don't know what your home setup is like. If you have absolutely zero weights at home, you can definitely maintain muscle with body weight exercises. What it, what it takes is, uh, it's a lot, it's a lot longer, a lot more reps and maybe slow it down, concentrate on the movements a little bit more. Like, Um, you know, if I'm doing, if I'm doing a chest day in a gym, the, the amount of reps I'm getting is far, far less than I'll need to do if I'm doing pushups at home. If I'm doing pushups at home, I'm going to go much slower, much more concentrated and much more reps. And that's kind of how you do it. So I found quarantine to be super brutal because of that, because the workouts are, are, are kind of boring and and it, it's a lot more reps than I'm used to but it is totally possible I believe Mike Isratel of uh, Renaissance Periodization has a series of videos that will deal specifically with this on YouTube so you can look those up I'm not totally sure on where else I would look for that information but like 
pull-ups you can find uh, somewhere at home to do pull-ups. Push-ups you can do pretty much anywhere. Squats, dips on the end of a chair. Um, you, you can do um, a bunch of back exercises by leaning over and just grabbing something heavy. Uh, if you don't have a weight, a bag of rice or anything with some with some weight to it. And if it's really not heavy at all, just got to do it really slow. Hold at the peak contraction at the top for seconds and then really so slow on letting it down. And, and that's kind of how you're going to stimulate those muscles to keep them around um, while the gyms are closed. Thank you for your question, Kelly. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. <laughs>